What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, Palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Welcome back, all the smoke. Beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, hot. We're in the legend suite here at the Wynn. Jack, what's good, bro? Feeling good. Happy to be in Vegas. Man, mm-hmm. we had a 
special opportunity to grab our boot. We've been trying to get this dude since season one. Man. We finally caught him right before he was about to leave Vegas. Mm -hmm. and, and he's here with us. Man, welcome man. to Sheik Wallace, man. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, glad so, to be bro. here, yeah, beloved. Glad to be, to be here. To be you here. already you know, know that. that. So what's going on with you right now? How's life? What's going on? Oh, man, can't complain, can't complain. Enjoying it, man. You know, just being a dad, a granddad. You know, granddad. Yeah. You try to skip over that kind of fast, bro. Yeah, granddad, yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah. I'm, I'm a grandpa. No, yeah. I'm not ashamed of you. Like know, you said, it's that next grand, step, right? Yeah, it's that next level, man. Right, it's you know, a blessing. I got, I got two granddaughters, one on the way. Um, so, Congrats. You know, I'm, I'm blessed, man. It's, I can't complain about nothing. Yeah, glad to hear that. Born and raised in Philly. All day, every I've day. I've been there with you a million times. Just got a street named after you. Simon Gratz. Talk about uh, how important it is to have a, the identity you have now in Philly. Oh, uh, man, it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. You know, I'm, I'm involved in some um, little small private business stuff around there, too. That's, again, for the city, for the community. Mm -hmm. It's a blessing, man. It's a blessing to, to have a road named after me. And I didn't do it by myself. You know, y'all know the old saying, it takes a village, village. Right, to raise a child. Mm -hmm. And... You know, for me to be where I am today, it was a lot of people that helped pave the way and, you know, that kicked my ass along the way if I got out of line with anything, you know, class or my mouth or whatever. Right. I felt like it was all of us. You know what I'm saying? It was it was my mom, it was my dad, my aunts, uncles, my brothers, everybody. Like, that was something that, that I could stamp on for the family. Mm -hmm, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, you know, murals, don't get me wrong. Murals is nice. It's good for the community. You get to see, you know, this and that. But, you know, hey... They don't train it's, the it's, it's crazy when, you know, you put it on GPS and Siri be like, right turn on Rashid Wallace. Bro. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you, you downplaying it. That's big, bro. That's dope. I, no, I know. Yeah. Real talk. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's huge dope. for my family. Right. And, you know, that's, that's, what I, that's what I look at it more. You know, I'm excited about it. Don't get me wrong, but... I mean, damn, for like my grandkids going to see yeah. it. Like you know, my greats. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's in the books, man. You can't take it away. Can't. I said Simon Grass, but a lot of people didn't know what I was saying, what I was talking about, but you know. Basketball fact. When did basketball come into to play in your life way before Simon Grass? Wow. And who were some players you idolized? Well, growing up, of course, um, it's only one doc in Philly, mm -hmm. you know, Dr. J. Right. That was, that was my man, you know, because one, everybody in my house loved him. My mom, you know, my brothers, all of that, everybody loved him. Um, so, of course... I'm a loving. Mm -hmm. And just watching the Sixers, you know, and I really didn't understand basketball too much growing up because I was a track and field guy. That's what I grew up with. That's my first love all day, every day before basketball. It was track and field. So just watching basketball, of course, only reason I played it, I wanted to be like my big brothers, you know. So as I got older, I kind of sort of took both of their games. My oldest brother, before he passed away, you know, he had, he had the killer jump shot. You know, he had a nice little one-two handle to get to where he had to. Uh, my middle brother, Muhammad, that's the dunker. You know, he was the first cat in the hood to do all the Michael Jordan dunks and all that left-handed, mm. right? Dunking on cats. And he couldn't shoot worth shit, but <laughs> he, <laughs> he would that punch it on your neck, I'm telling <laughs> you. And I kind of sort of molded that together, man, and just wanting to be like them. And that's where I took it up at middle school. And then once I got to Simon Gratz, it was a whole new world, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of people think that it started with me, but it didn't. You know, they were winning championships and had um, all American players before I got there. So once once I got there, though, it was it mm. was it live on stage. <laughs> what made you pick UNC, and did Dean Smith recruit you personally? Yes, yes, the great one, the great one. Rest in peace. For sure, 
I remember watching them play Michigan, and, you know, the whole ordeal went down with, you know, Webb and timeout, this and that, and they won it. So mm-hmm. go to school the next day, and um, I come home. So I got my headphones on, you know, and at this time, it's just me and my mom living in the crib, and we're living in an apartment. So I walk through the door, and I close the door, you know, I'm just bobbing, bobbing, going to my room. Out of my peripheral, I see some people sitting in the living room, so I backtrack. Oh, shit. It's Dean Smith. And, in day, my opinion... The day after they won? The day after they won Oof. it. Mm-hmm. It was Dean Smith and, in my opinion, the greatest player to play at Carolina. Four. Phil Ford. I knew, I knew it, Phil Ford. I knew he was going to say It was that. them two. And I'm like, like, Coach, what y'all doing here? You know, y'all supposed to be celebrating. Y'all just won the national championship, you know? Oh, no, it's, it's back to business. You know, we let the kids celebrate. It's back to business with us. And they came up. That right there showed me a lot. I'm like, damn. I'm like, they ain't even thinking about the, you know, the, the present right here. They just looking at it like, all right, look. What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. And, man, Coach Smith, great basketball mind. Great basketball mind. It was, it was sad to see him, yeah. you know, just have that dementia and the whole amnesia go through that whole thing for him having such a great mind. Yeah. Man, great person too. Any other schools you thought about? Yeah, yeah, of course, locally, um, Temple with Coach Chaney, John mm-hmm. Chaney. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still get flack about that to this day. <laughs> um, Villanova, when they had Roly Massimino, Coach Thompson, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I got flack from him too um, along my career when I saw him. But uh, them were my four schools. Um, Villanova, Temple, Georgetown, and Carolina. Mm. You got any classic Dean Smith stories? One that you can remember off the top of your head? Yeah, it's one out, it's one out there that I wanted to set straight with some people. <laughs> so, so we were in practice, right? So now I, I, I knew the concept of the team game. You know, I knew the concept of, okay, you know, you got to come down and at least give two, three passes before you get a shot. Okay, got that. So we in practice, and we moving, moving, the ball's moving around, and I'm wide open on the baseline. I get it. I put that thing up. Now, I can't remember if I made it or miss it because he blew the whistle like when it was the ball was halfway to where. <laughs> He's like, stop, stop, stop. And I'm like, oh, did I do something wrong? And he's like, well, what are you doing? Why are you shooting a ball like that? You know, da-da-da-da-da. I was like, coach, I, I was open. So here it is. I'm a young boy now. I'm thinking I'm still being respectful, but it was rhetorical questions that he was asking me. Mm-hmm. But, duh, dumb freshman. And here he is. And guys, look, the old head's looking at me like, <laughs> like D Phelps, like, yo, shut up. You know, and... He said, you think you can hit that shot? Yeah. Can you hit it eight out of ten times? Yeah. Give him the ball. Wow. 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 Wanted to go shoot the fourth shot. He's like, stop. He's like, it was a bad shot. You shouldn't have shot it anyway. <laughs> Next, let's go. After <laughs> you hit three in a row. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, oh man, it was it was great though, man. That's Coach funny. Smith, he was he was a great dude. Great dude. That's funny. Any uh legendary stories about the UNC summer runs? Mm-hmm. MJ ever pull up on y'all? Give y'all some of that airness? Yeah, I'm, like my freshman year, I remember he came to practice. I you know, it was it was uh 
I think it was after, it was either after or before their season. You know, he had time. He was down there for a couple of days. So he had came to practice, right? So he had practice with us and everything. So at first, you know, I'm like, all right, damn, Mike. You know, grown up, young bull, sneakers, you know, all yeah. of that, right? <laughs> so I'm like, all right. And after practice, you know, as a freshman and all that, you got to get your work in, you know, 10, 15 minutes after practice or whatever. So I did that, boom, boom, boom. And so, guys, we motivated to the locker room. Well, Stack, Stack will tell you this story. Stack, um, Donald Williams, Jeff McGinnis, and it was one more. I think it was a kid by the name of Dante Calabria. They all playing um, Rise and Shine with Mike. Oh, so they like, oh, where's she at? Where's she at? I'm in the locker room. I'm icing down. I really took my shoes off. So they like, oh, coach wants you out there on the floor. I'm like, man. So run out there on the floor. They like, oh, you want to play one-on-one? What? Are you crazy? Man, I'm not sitting up here letting this dude embarrass me. I'm like, yo, I can't mess with him. Because at the time, you know, I wasn't confident in my handle like mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? And I know he going to get up in me, play deep. Man, y'all crazy. I'm going to stand here and watch him kill y'all. But <laughs> him and Stack was going at it, yeah, though. Were they? Ooh. I, I, I wish that film could somehow, some way, just abruptly appear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they was going What year was Stack though. at the time? Hmm? What year was Stack? We, we were both, um, we were both what? Freshman, I think. Freshman, sophomore. Mm. Going into that sophomore season. Mm. He came back. Yo, going at MJ, huh? Going at it. And then in the summer, summertime, we always had great pickup games mm-hmm. down in the Dean Dome, you know, um, close it up. And then you got two courts going um, the long way. And, man, we used to go at it. A lot of the old heads. It was always the old heads versus the young bulls, the guys who's there now. And, yeah, they used to beat our ass. I remember Sam Perkins used to come back, uh, beat my ass, George Lynch. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to come back. And I think that was that brotherhood that kept right. it going. And once... My class left. We came back, beating Vince in the mass, beating Antoine in the mass. Mm. And once they left, you know, yeah. it, it was just a cycle. Keep handing it down. Yeah, and it's still like that to this day. That's dope. Uh, fourth pick of the 95 draft to the Bullets. Unfortunately, you get to play 21 games your rookie season. What was that experience like your first year? Awesome. Who was on that team? Where was on that team, oh, right? It was, it was me. Jawan. Jawan. Jawan Howard. C-Webb. Calbert Chaney, Mitchell Butler, Mitch, Bob McCann, Mark and Brent Price, <laughs> Robert Pack, and Jim McElvain. Jim McElvain. That he was our squad. Mm-hmm. Oh, he got paid. And Chris Whitney. For nothing. But three power fours well, right no, there. That's that's oh, when yeah, I, yeah. Look, check it, check it. This one I first learned about the business side oh, yeah, okay, of the yeah. game. That's different. Jim McElvain got paid. Because of BPMs, the blocks per minute. He mm-hmm. was leading the league. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, we all look at it differently. Like, man, you got to be doing it every night and this and that. But it's a stat. It's in your contract. Mm-hmm. I was mm. like, damn. I wasn't mad at him. He got a hundo. Man, I wasn't mad at him. He was he was close. Hundo. I got him back, the, back then. I was like, Phew. No, he was close. The only one who yeah, had 99 was 99. But... Jawan was the first one with a buck oh five. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was when over, Newt came with that one, he was he over the speed the limit. Yeah, <laughs> man, buck oh five. That's what was it like then. though with with you, Jawan, and Webb going at it every day in practice? 
them beating my ass because <laughs> it was always down. me against them. Because uh-huh. of course they the starters. Uh-huh. But um, but no, I, I loved it because it was that spirit of competition. No, all right, y'all gonna beat me up this and that. Y'all might know a little bit more than me about this NBA game because you know y'all got that two three years on me. But y'all don't know my game neither. So mm, it's coming. I'm gonna come back at y'all. Yeah. Ass. And practice, man, right there in Bowie State, that little-ass gym. Mm-hmm. We used to get it on, man. Can you imagine him and Webb? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man, it was a whole lot of shit talking, dog. A whole lot. Hey, look, I-, I know who you are. I seen what you did. You know, the whole Fab Five, I know. But I ain't scared of you. Yeah. Mm. You know, and he was like, all right, bet, let's get it. Right. <laughs> and you It know, went down. Practice. Yeah, and, you know, that's when they took me under their wing. You know, right. it wasn't the fact that I was arrogant or nothing like that. Was, no, I ain't backing down. Right. I ain't going to disrespect y'all because y'all are my time. vets. Yeah. But I ain't no punk, though. Straight yeah. up. Straight up. Uh, what would you felt like, what was your welcome to the NBA moment? I would have to say it was my rookie season. We were playing Phoenix. I don't know. Yeah, I know y'all remember him. Joe Klein. Mm-hmm. Redhead. Mm-hmm. Arkansas. Oh, my God. So we're playing and... You know me back then. I got a dunk. Boom. Ah! Running down court. Hey, you little motherfucker. If you do that again, he said, I'm going to wipe you out. Man, whatever, dog. You ain't going to do nothing to me. Man, man, strong in the mother. Yo, two, three plays later, we ran the same play, just a little different option, and I'm trying to go to the rim. I got the ball in my hand. Next thing I know, I'm... Grabbing for hands, getting up off the floor. <laughs> he was a lumberjack or something, dog. He what? was too strong, dog. And that and, and for basketball, and you didn't need me. all that. Said, I told you. Uh. Said, don't bring that shit down here with me. Mm. And that was, I felt as though that was my just a regular foul. No tea, no flagrant, no oh, nothing. No, no yeah, right, no, no, right. You know, back there, yeah, just I'll yeah. say, yeah, he was strong for no reason. Oh man. my gosh, dog. I felt as though that was my welcome to the NBA moment. Little piss hand, hey. Keep thinking you hot shit out here. <laughs> we, play, we, had, we played t- together for one game. Who? Oh, yeah, we're in Atlanta, right? <laughs> for one game. Were y'all cooking, though? Played. We, we, I think we cooked. We was cooking what? that game. Then the next morning, we had the bar at Cheesecake, and we looking at the <laughs> clear. Time out, time out. That went by a little fast. You're at the bar at Cheesecake <laughs> yes. the next morning? Sitting at the yes. bar. Yes, at the end of the morning. Oh, we did. It was no, in Miami, not, so. Yeah, oh, okay. Not sitting at the oh, table. Oh, listen, oh, listen, oh, you, you cutting your evening short. You cutting your evening short. You know me. You cutting your evening short. You know me. Starting early. We started early. And me and him, we had Cheesecake. We see the shit come on the bottom of the screen. She got trailer. We look up there. That's how we found out. And then, like, it was all time and probably like about 30, 40 seconds later, that's when my agent called me in. He's like, hey. We was feeling good, though, when they called. So it was like, you know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah. it. We got one game together. Yeah. But, oh, man, I, I still got that uniform. They, 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 that they can't take back where we've been. That's, that's the famous line. That yeah. deadline just they, they helps me out back. so much. <laughs> they For can't real. take back. I loved it. One of the most legendary things I thought about your game, your game was killer, but... Motherfucker, you wore Air Force Ones on the court. They were the <laughs> hardest things to run in. You had the high top, sometimes lace, sometimes not. Where that shit come from? Just being in Philly, that's what I seen my old heads hooping back home. Um, you know, you Air do. Force Ones. But the difference with me playing in mines in the league, I had orthotics. Yeah. So, you know, I, it wasn't a pancake interval for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. so, of course, you know, I had the uh, orthotics in there, but... Again, it was all business, you know. Um, I, in in high school, I had a couple of little twisted ankle injuries. In college, I had a couple of bad twisted ankle injuries, and it was from the shoes I was playing mm. in. So I was like, all right, I got to go with some high tops, some real high tops, 
you know, take my ankle or wear an ankle brace, mm -hmm. tie it up, and I'm good money. You got your silhouette on them, though. When, when did that happen? Mm, I would probably say late 90s. Um, working with my man Nico. Yeah, I just seen Nico um, the other day. Late 90s, that's when he was with Nike. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a young Nike rep then. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we was talking, and next thing you know, we came up with, a, that's dope. with the Sheed Man. The Sheed Man. Wow. Shout out, Nico. Traded to Portland after your after your rookie year. Did you see that move coming? Negative Ghost Rider. Negative. <laughs> I was um <laughs> on, on everything. I'm, I'm in Philly. Yeah. Right. I'm at my man Barbershop. Uh, we up on 22nd Street, my my man Barbershop. And so you know we in the back doing what we do and getting a little workout in. Right. You know my my old head. You know he he. Prison buffed, you know, mm -hmm. so he giving me little pointers and stuff. So we back there working out, and my cousin called me with the first one. He's like, yo, you just got traded da -da 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 -da, out to Portland. I was like, man, whatever. I'm like, I ain't hear from my agent at that time. I'm like, man, whatever. You know, Bring. it's my agent. He's like, hey, hey, man, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I'm like, what's up? He's like, I'm going to get right to it. They just traded you to Portland. And for that first 30 seconds, I was heated. I was heated because I saw the potential that that team could have had down there in Washington with me, Webb, Juwan, you know, and, and the guards, the plethora of guards that we have, you know, dog, playing with Mark Price. I yeah. learned a lot from him, too. Webb said, Web said the same shit. Yeah, dog. That, that team was nice. Man, and I wish, I wish that I could have had another mm -hmm. year or two with that team. Oh, for sure. But... I knew it was business. Again, they just paid uh, Newt that buck five. They had a big contract. Webb had brought with him from Golden State. And then the other contracts in between, you know, Calvert Chaney, he was making some good money, big money then. Mm -hmm. And um, so I knew it was part of the business. All right, so I get straight to Portland. I was mad, but then I was like, fuck it. I got to go. I was like, all right. So the silver lining was... They got good draw out there, so. <laughs> Super good. Great, great tree. Thank great you for tree. the truth, goddammit. Great tree. Thank you for the truth. So, you know, hey, got to call a spade a spade. Yeah. But um, Facts. But no, to be honest, um, when I got traded, uh, I was I was young into the whole little family situation. Um, at the time, my fiancé was living with me and her son, so when we moved out there, I had, I had my other sons with me, too, and... Portland's a great family spot, man. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna hold you mm -hmm. on everything. Like, your kids can't say that they, they're bored. Mm -hmm. There's so much stuff to do there for kids, mm -hmm. and that's what makes it awesome. You know, the different museums, the um, things that they have down there on the uh, waterway, all of that. Like, Portland's a good city for kids, and, and in my opinion, for, you know, for a relationship. Because, again, if your kids is happy, then you're not gonna have aggravated parents. Right. You know what I'm saying? The aggravated parents is not going to be an aggravated couple. That aggravated couple ain't going to have, you know, all the bitter and fights and back and forth. But, no, it was it was a good time. I can say I truly enjoyed my life or my time in Portland off the court. Right. You know what I mean? It was, it was pretty good. Met some lifelong friends out there, too. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. 
So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Let's talk about on the court, though. Who was on that team? Because you guys had a lot. I mean, there's some legendary names and stories behind that team. Ooh. I played with uh, my man, Walt the Wizard, Walt Williams. Walt Williams with the knee I, highs. Mm-hmm. I played with J.R. Ryder. Easy Ryder. I played with my man, Kenny Anderson. Uh, played with Pip, Steve Smith. Played with Sabonis. J.O. I played with Kevin Duckworth. Yeah, J.O., right? Yep. Yep. Did you get Young Zebo? Oh, uh, yeah, that was my rookie, Young rookie. Zach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruben Patterson. Yep. The quote unquote <laughs> Kobe Stopper. Yeah. That's what we used to hype yeah. up as the Kobe Stopper. And yeah, I played with Bonzi. Bonzi. Oh, Bonzi. Mm, I played with a lot of great yeah. guys on, on that Portland squad, man, mm-hmm. for, for my six, seven years out there. It was mm-hmm. we were some athletes too. Mm-hmm. Right. Man, we was up and Brian down Grant. on the court. Y'all BG. BG. The Rastamon. Hey, that was my thing. Oh, he was like, man, he had just my guy. The right jumper. There. What was the vibe, though, the like range. with the team? Like, we had a special vibe. We felt like in Golden State the first mm-hmm. time, it seemed like that team was like, y'all really fuck with each other. Oh, we did. We did. It was it was close knit. Yeah. You know, um, that's what made it a whole old team thing that, like, that, that team unity, because mm-hmm. we always would go out. It would be at least six or seven of us. Mm-hmm. It was never um, no one person going right. out. And, you know, it was even at times when Big Sabonis would go out to dinner with us mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's that's what made that whole Portland vibe better. And then, you know, about more than half of the team was on that drove. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you had that vibe right there. And we were all young and at the time in the club. That was our scene. But we always we always kept it respectable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever really uh, caused too many problems off the court mm-hmm. to bring it over on the court. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we all had that respect level with each other. And plus, like, man, we knew we could ball. Right, straight ball up. Ball with the best of them. Straight up. So, you know, we, we felt as though we were formidable foes with that whole, you know, Mike Jordan team and Pip and mm-hmm. Kukos and all. Hey, going at their ass. Mm-hmm. I'm talking shit to Mike. Mm-hmm. And he's how like, that work right. out? How that work out for you? We won the game. Okay, we won that game, but <laughs> so I always love when you talk about Mike. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he gave his bucket. So I'm I'm talking junk to him. You know, like yeah, man, whatever, man. We about to bust y'all ass. I'm like, man, you better get this little ass Rodman off of me too. Oh, I'm talking big to him. He's like, all right, young fella, keep talking. I'm like, man, I ain't scared of you. I ain't gotta guard you. <laughs> Facts. Oh <laughs> uh, yo, and Jr. the whole time. <laughs> Hey, man, shut up, So that's man. the same shit KG did to JR, right? That's the same oh, shit KG was yeah. talking about. Set no. him up. JR was like, man, shut up. Dog. We playing them in Chicago. <laughs> so, same, it's same it's exact the same story, dog. KG is telling us that JR told us. For real. It's on everything. I lie to you now, Y'all be man. getting JR fucked that's up, That's when huh? we beat them. <laughs> we beat them in Chicago, right? That next night, we had a doubleheader. Next night, we playing Indiana. You know, Reggie, the Davis boys. Um... Uh, Derek McKee, you know, uh, Mark Jackson, that that whole squad. And they beat us by like 65. <laughs> so we, hey, that was, that was that was a classic from sugar to shit. Yo. Man, like that. Overnight. Overnight, Overnight, yo. Talk to us about the Kobe stopper, Ruben Patterson. How y'all, <laughs> did he believe that? Um, he played it well at times. I mean, he made him work. I mean, at, at times, he I, made him I work. will say that he probably did believe that. Um, you know, Rube was a strong, athletic Hell dude. yeah. Um, Cincinnati, he was a monster. He was like, yeah, well, you too. know, that's that's all they breed out of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He was another one athlete. that's just strong. For, just too no much reason. for basketball. Yeah, strong, just too bro. much. Then he was country strong. That's a different strong. Like, you just got so, too hey. much going on. <laughs> fact, yo, fact. And, and Rube, you know, we was hyping it up because, of course, 
back then you also got to think of psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all we did was just let the media hear us. And who hyping it up? Me and Bonzi. Kobe, stop. Kobe, stop. Mm-hmm. So we were just like hyping it up. And then before the game, they said it talked about it in the paper, right? So during the game, Kobe was like, um, came down, he did something, gave a bucket of somehow, a three or was a dunk or something. So we on the line. <laughs> and then we look and he was like, Kobe stopper, huh? <laughs> and just shot his foul shot one down court. Hey, cracking up, dog. But uh, no, Rue was, was a hell of an athlete. athletic than yeah, a motherfucker. Yeah, he was a hell of an athlete, yo. Super nice. He could, he, I think he probably could have played football as strong as mm, he was. Yeah. Western Conference was loaded back then, particularly in the power forward position. Now, to me, that was the greatest era of power forward basketball mm-hmm. ever. It was Duncan, Garnett, they threw Shaq in there, Weber, Malone, McDice. I'm sure I'm missing mm-hmm. some people, mm-hmm. but night in, night out. What was it like every single night in that Western Conference? Hey, you got to tie your shoes up, mm-hmm. pull your jock strap up, because just when you think you got a night off, like you uh, said, McDice. You're looking at McDice. 20 and 10. Who got who got that fifteen footer down pack and with a forty five to fifty inch vertical jumps out the gym? Jump, I thought I could jump. Now McDice was crazy. Oh my gosh, he had a crazy leap bounce game. Alabama, man. huh? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then like you said, playing, you know, you got Webb out there. Talk to us about how nice Sabonis. If we would have got Sabonis in this prime in the NBA, how cold mm. was Sabonis? Hey. For him to be that that older vet when I ran into him, Sabonis could pass his ass off. He just wasn't athletic right, at that no time. More, right? You know, he still could pop that Jimmy. He was first one of the first Shooting centers, threes. centers to pop that three. Took Shaq out there a couple mm-hmm. times, you know, mm-hmm. to pop the three. Man, to I never saw a film of a young Sabonis. You know, I only heard the stories, mm-hmm. but it was like when he was younger, and you know, of course, more athletic. Oh, he's putting cats in a basket. Couldn't do yo. nothing with him. Man. Like, he played overseas for a long-ass mm-hmm. time before mm-hmm. he finally came to the U.S. You know, he didn't come over here until he was that mid-30s, that older, right? mature player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But Two- if, he, if, he was, if he was in the NBA when he was younger, he probably could have set a couple records, mm-hmm. won a chip or something. For sure. When did you start stretching your game out? I know you had the mid-range first, but you started stretching it out to the three. You were, to me, if I'm not mistaken, one of the first ones that were really – Stretching it out there like that. When did that, when you put that in your um, bag? That's all thanks to Uncle Cliffy. Mm, rest in peace. Um, that started in Portland. <laughs> yeah. So, playing the Lakers. And it was times where I had to switch on the shack. And, you know, I'm not the biggest dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, he got body mass on me and everything. So, it's oh, all I got during the whole game. Beat me up, beat me up. So, in the locker room, two ice packs, one on my ankle, and then I had the biggest ones on my elbows because there was a couple times where I thought I could quick him by coming over his shoulder, and but he caught it. Hyper-extended your shit. Hyper-extension on both my elbows. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. Fucked up. <laughs> can't wait sitting there in the chair, right? And so Cliff walks by. Oh, shit. He says, damn, Roscoe. <laughs> He's like, yo, you can't be doing that every night, yo. He's like, the way you got to do it, he's like, you got to take him outside sometimes, too. He said, you're not going to be able to bump and grind with him and then go down the other end and play defense. He's like, no. (laughs) And as I thought about it, I'm like, you know, he right. But for me, again, thinking old school mentality, 
yo, I didn't get paid to shoot threes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got paid to get down there on them chop blocks, rebounds, run the floor, block shots, all of that. So it just so happened that one year, uh, Dunleavy was the coach. And I think he wanted to start a bigger lineup with Sabonis at the five, Brian Grant at the four, mm -hmm. and the me at the three. Ooh. That's crazy. Mm. It worked some nights. That's crazy. <laughs> but I got my ass cooked by Glenn Rice. Cooked. <laughs> Bro, I'm not used to all them screens y'all be yeah, running off yeah. of, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm running through them. Yeah, <laughs> right. 30. I'm running through. I can't. Back then, I didn't have the know-how of, mm -hmm. you know, debating and go around yeah. that way or whatever, you know, all right, if we shut it off here, you know, I just had all that defensive post yeah. work in mind. And, and the, the way them Air Ones are set up, they didn't really give you the mobility to get around the mix <laughs> like that. It was tough, man. Man, hey, lit us up. but that's when I started playing the three. Ain't <laughs> like, no way you chasing nobody on the three. <laughs> 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 no way. <laughs> Nigga have to spat them bitches. No way, bro. Whenever you have to spat the football cleats. Once you plant. That's not happening. That's it. Ain't none of that sliding and all that. Nah, none of it. Once you plant these joints, it's a wrap. But Glenn lit me up, though. And that's that was my whole, you know, start with the three experience. And, again, watching Cliff in practice. So a lot of people think it started with me, but in my opinion, it started with Cliff and my other old head, Derek Coleman. Okay, yeah, D.C. Because, you know, when D.C. D.C. had that mad handle mm -hmm. at Q's when he came in the league in New Jersey, he was shooting threes, too, mm -hmm. yeah. to be, you know, 6'11", right. 7 yeah. feet. So, mm -hmm. it start, to me, it started with them, too. Yeah. But you made it more known, a little bit more known. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. so, because of my big mouth. And with both hands. Not in the game. Not in games. Well, in one game. <laughs> in the All-Star game, but yeah. yeah. The ability, too. Both hands. The ability mm -hmm. to do it, yeah. Uh, 2000 Western Finals, Game 7, up 13, going into the fourth. What's your thoughts going into the fourth quarter? We got this. Who you about to see? <laughs> who are you going to see in the finals? Oh, we was going to run through Indiana. That's when they had, no disrespect, my man Jay Rose. I love him. Detroit's finest, but they had Jay Rose. Um, I think Mark Jackson might have still been on mm -hmm. that team. Of course, Reggie, the Davis boys. Mm -hmm. Rick Smith. Yeah, um, so the Duck and I was Dutchman. like, uh... I was like, oh, yeah, we felt we felt as though that series against the Lakers was the, was the championship game. Because, mm -hmm. of course, you saw what they did to them. And we felt as though we would have beat them. Same way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, couldn't, they, they couldn't run with us. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think um, we either split or we went 2-0 during the uh, regular season. Your point of view on that lob play, arguably one of the greatest lobs, they say, Kobe shook up top. Threw it up there, the big fella. What you, what are you thinking at that point? Yeah, you was under there. Yeah, I was under there. Yeah. I'm in the picture. I ain't going front. You <laughs> was under there. <laughs> um, I thought I could get it. So, <laughs> so check it. So, like you said, he got by a pit. Mm -hmm. So, it was to the point where I thought I could get him on a jab. So, it was Step like a little, a little fake bit. jab. And I tried to get him to throw it a little sooner. So, I really, on a back step, you I really didn't really jump. Straight up. And it kept going over my hand, and then big fella, boom. Yeah. <laughs> and shit, the rest was history. You know, that's, to me, I think that was their deciding game on that dynasty that those guys had at that time. You mm -hmm. was a part of it, too. But so. you definitely felt like 
that that Portland team was capable of. You guys all felt sure. you could have won the championship that year. Oh, for sure. I think that was one of the greatest, to be honest, one Man. of the best teams never to win it. You had to respect us at every position. Mm -hmm. Damon at point. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mighty Mouse, uh, NBA Rookie of the Year, mm -hmm. you know, Mr. Toronto, all of that. Mm -hmm. Then JR. Killer. We had, man, we had some great teams out there. But I think mm -hmm. one thing I remember that y'all started too was y'all was the first team that was playing through y'all, uh, starting y'all offense through y'all big men. Because mm -hmm. y'all was posting up all y'all guards all the time. Yep. You know what I mean? Y'all was y'all was one of the first teams that was doing that consistently. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Giving it to the big man on the elbow and feeding the guards on the post because y'all was posting Bonzi, y'all was posting Steve Smith at times. Y'all was posting all the big guards. Yep. Because they, especially Bonzi and Smitty because they were so aggressive. That series was also the... Uh, Coming out party for Bonzi. Bonzi went at Kobe. What? Mm -hmm. He went at Kobe. Went at, and I think he, I think that's when Kobe, you know, like, all right, mm -hmm. this young boy, you know, mm -hmm. all right. He gave him that respect. Yeah. Bonzi went at his ass. Yeah, he did. And that was that was a great game right there. I just sucks that I was on the losing end of it. Right. But yeah, that was that was a great game. Ray, we're in the dorms of UCLA watching that shit, right? Yeah. We were at UCLA watching that shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> the whole comeback. Drinking beer, watching that shit. Where did the uh, name the uh, the Jailblazers come from? Was that the media out there, yeah. or that's it what was it was? The media. How it's it's crazy because we're in such a crazy media space right now. But back then they paint you with that picture. Y'all can't say shit. Mm -hmm. But, but you know see, I mean? like understand what Blazers was good enough because everybody smoked. Yeah. You have to put jail on there. They yeah. blazed. Well, only reason they did, did that because they rhymed with trail. But that was ain't whack. nobody ever go to jail. Right. Nobody ever get in no wet. trouble or nothing like that. So that's so why they just painted that picture and y'all didn't have a platform back then to say because, shit about because, it. Because you had at a team that time, full of black players that dressed and, and did what community. they wanted. Yeah, fuck all that. That's and the that's, truth. And that's what it was. You know, they they weren't used to what we were doing. Mm -hmm. All rich. As far as how we were. You know, even though we did, as far as team-wise and individually, we did kept a lot of stuff in the community. Kept it respectable, like you know what I'm saying? Said. On both sides of the track. And but. every flight to game, y'all had probably about 10 pounds on the plane. <laughs> Nobody got caught, so cut it out, man. That's back then, they didn't check nothing, yeah, though. Yeah, man. Them, we used to get I, I got a story. Hey, that was that was before 9-11. I got a story. I was playing in San Antonio. And Bonzi tell a story, too. And I Bonzi like, bro, what's up? I'm like, man, pull up. You know, you know we're going to smoke a cup of chill. He knock on my door, dog. It's the whole team. I'm like, Bonzi. Like, I'm talking about the whole team, bro. I'm like, bro, come on, bro. The whole team. I'm like, so. They got the team bus out there? But I'm just saying, though. So now I got the, I got the whole team in my house. I got to play y'all tomorrow. I ain't cool with all y'all. I got the whole team. I'm like, Bonzi, come on. But he, they brought the whole team. We smoked out, bro. But that's just how they... Just how he did it, just how we did it in Golden hey, State. Hey, yeah, for real. That's, but that was all part of our camaraderie, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And the whole team, dog. I would rather have that than, you know, cats going out here, getting liquored up and, yeah, you know, facts. hurting themselves on, man. or someone else. Playing with the powder, playing yeah, with the pills. Yeah, any of that. No, all I can't that. do none of that. Smoke me a joint. I've and always I'm been good, that way. Bro. That's all I need. Kobe, Philly native, such as yourself, uh, what's your, some of your best memories with Kobe? Playing against them, with them, off man, the court. Yeah, playing against them. Um, I got, I, I do got one, just one little quick Kobe story though, off of the court. Um, it's actually happened out here again through Nico. Mm -hmm. He was both of our Nike reps, and I think Nike was doing a party or something at uh, Tao, and um, Kobe had his wife, and I, at the time I was married, and so I had my wife, and you know it was just we shared the evening together, shared the booth, and truth be told, man. It wasn't even really no real basketball talk. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was just life. You know what I'm saying? Because I know his family. 
Um, you know, he knows my mom, mm -hmm. all of that. So it's going back. His pop, JB, Jelly Bean, that's, mm -hmm. that's my guy. So it was just, man, family talk, talking about, uh, you know, coming up in Sunny Hill because he came up probably like a year or two after me through like the Sunny Hill programs and stuff in Philly. And it was just talking about that in life, man. Oh. It wasn't it wasn't even nothing about no basketball or yo, we got y'all in two weeks, we gonna bust your ass. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even none of that. It was just life, life man. That's what it's supposed and to that's be. And that's what that's what made that hot. Shout out Sonny, man. Philly legend. You got one of the most unbreakable records probably in the history of the NBA. I don't know. Forty one texts in one season. Hey, my, my young. They changed. They changed the rules because of you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They changed the, the rules because of you. Yeah. yeah. yeah Talk to us about some of the the referees you had battles with and just how know. the hell it just happened so much. Well, a lot of it's reputation, but of course you earned some of them. Yeah, for sure. Now I'll, I'll say this: early on in my career, where if if I felt as though things were unjust, I'm going to use a lot of profanity. So you're right. A lot of them I did earn, but. As I got older, more, became more of a vet, and I got to know more of them cheating refs that was back out then. It's like, all right, I know this person, how he going ref and this and that, da da da. So now I don't even have to cuss. So now I just say little stuff like, mm, y'all got that email, huh? <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> what? Like, mm, yeah, I know what it is. How how do you get a technical foul? You go into the basket. All you trying to do is score. You get fouled, and you get a technical foul. Who called it, Joey? Jack. Playing Cleveland, in Cleveland. So, you know, that heated rivalry when I was in Detroit. So, I got the ball on the post. Boom. So, I'm going. I'm going at Ilgowskis, and give him a move, and I go to the middle. And here comes Varejao. Wham! Clobbers everybody, right? All three of us fall to the ground. <laughs> and Jack stands over. He gave all three a tech, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm getting up. I don't know what's happening, right? Wait. How the hell I get a tech? I'm trying to score the ball. I ain't, you know, I ain't do no dirty plays. Or nothing. I'm trying to score the ball. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he's like, hey, that's what we were told to do if it's any rough stuff. I was like, all right, I got you. Oh, I already it's, got kicked out. It was a whole out, lot right? of stuff, man. That. It was, mm. you, of course, y'all know I wasn't, I wasn't the favorite by by the league refs, mm. all of that, you know. But I went back at them too. Definitely. I think my career high was about fifteen on the season. I think I got up to fifteen. Yeah, he almost tripled that though. Yeah, I'm, not, no, I'm just saying. But I'm saying, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I, I had yeah. a little sheet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had, I had my run too. Yeah, I lost I mean, a lot yeah, of money it didn't with even text. Take much. How much? How much were texts back then? Were they a thousand? Because them bitches no. jumped up to like 2500 by the actually, time. Actually, them joints uh, was 500 a pop. Oh, I thought the fines it. go up as yeah, you get... No. No, no not, not at no. first. Not at they first. Just, they just... When they they came, just... That happened when they came out with the sheet rule. Yeah. yeah. So the sheet rule, you get 16 techs. Yep, that was 16. Um, I got and 16. with each tech, as it goes up towards that 16, yep, that fine becomes higher. And the suspension comes. And then the suspension comes for the 16th tech. And then if it goes up to, I think it's, it was 20 or 21, <laughs> it was a couple more games and this and that and this and that. It went on and on. So, so you got to take every, every other game. You average every other game at least a tech. Dog, on everything. I, and here's the thing. Half of the time, like you said, right. half of the time at, at I deserved it. It was the rep, though, at the, some but, point. Yeah. At that time, it was the rep. I ain't have to do nothing. Right. So that's what it was. Them shits was 2,500 when I was getting them. A pop. 
Hated yeah. it. So that was worth it though. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was worth it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna say my piece. Yeah, yeah. And then his, I never regretted they that. They had refs in their area that was that was they were shaving on the game too. So I can imagine. Mm -hmm. I remember. I remember uh, Ron. Uh, Ron called some bullshit, and you just staring at him. Bang, bang. Throw you, I'm two and throw you out quick. Yeah. Just staring at you. Ain't say one word. So, how you know if I'm staring at you? You supposed to be reffing the game. <laughs> he hit you with two. You didn't say a word. Yeah. I'm like, that's the bullshit right there. But bro. I knew. But I, you know, I knew what it was. Um, a lot of it was part of the business. You know, the big, big Laker city. Portland was a small market, and then again, playing in Detroit. You know, I knew. Uh, it wasn't that much love as far as, you know, league-wide with them because, of course, with it being a black urban city and the whole bad boys thing and this and that. So, yeah. I ain't worried about it, though. I, I, shit. <laughs> like I said, I think my young fella might get me, though. He might. Who? Draymond? Yeah, Draymond might get me. I don't he know might. If he get 41. I don't know. He's the only one I can see that, that might come close. close. Yeah. I'm third on the list, though. Yeah, I, don't, I know I'm not that high. Overall, I'm third on the list. Behind um, Barkley and Carl Malone. Really? Yes, sir. Some great company. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think Rodman is fourth, right behind me. 2004 Finals with the Lakers. The national media say y'all ain't have a shot at all. I mean, I know the tree helped y'all block it out, but <laughs> how did y'all block it out? <laughs> we knew what we could do. We was ready. Man, we was ready. That was tough. You know, we had the mass scientist pound for pound, Larry Brown. Mm-hmm. Did, did a whole little flip with the playoff scheme, bro. It's like, you know, you got your normal plays you running throughout the year, so let's say you're going to call it two-circle. So on a scouting report, you know, when we play y'all, mm -hmm. all right, watch your man but, pin it down. When we play y'all, same mm -hmm. thing. Playoff time and, and or in a big game, that two-circle, y'all going to be expecting, yo, watch your pin down on that weak side. That ball ain't even going to go to that he weak side. He changed the whole scheme. Oh, he yeah. changed the whole scheme up. Same thing on defense. And that was the same thing that uh, Coach Smith used to do mm -hmm. down at Carolina in big games. Mm -hmm. And, yo, Larry Brown is, is a mad scientist, bro. He knows what he's doing. He got his style. Mm -hmm. You know, I, look at the love-hate that he had with Chuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm play, saying? I played with Larry Brown. We had the number one defense see, in the year in see, Charlotte. Yep. So you know, you know how that man is. He, he a wizard back there and till playoff time. We we played <laughs> we played. I'm talking about his team. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, nobody got that but <laughs> He swept us for sure. We played, but we knew it though, man. We we just felt that we were more hungry. Mm. Um at least for for their their big two with Shaq and Kobe, we felt like, all right, they got a couple of rings, so they might not be as hungry. Mm -hmm. And Dog, we were all, all in sync. Was it y'all just was on y'all shit or y'all felt they was a little off? We wasn't worried about them. Yeah, mm. period. At all. Everybody was talking all that junk. I think I said it in the interview with them, like, man, we don't care who these cats is. Ain't nobody scared of them. Mm -hmm. We worried about us. Facts. We know if we do what we supposed right. to do, we gonna win. We know if we mess up somewhere along that line, they gonna win. Mm. So we wasn't worried about the pick and roll plays. We wasn't worried about, you know, Double team in Shaq or none of that? Nah. Everybody stay home. Yup, Ben got him. Mm -hmm. Everybody stay home. No, mm -hmm. let's go. Tay did a hell of a job on Cole. Mm -hmm. Let's get it. We weren't scared of them at all, bro. How big was Chance? Obviously, Ooh, was final, finals MVP. Ooh, big shot. Ooh. MVP. Mastermind. He controlled it all. At the time, I, I, I didn't see D. Fisher being D. Fisher. Like, 
like the the point he was back then when you know the Lakers first had their uh, few runs at the chip. Mm-hmm. So again, I, it could be registered too. Maybe they weren't again as hungry. But oh no, nah, Chauncey came up big. You know, he, he was a classic point guard. Any weakness out there, he saw, called it out. So LB let him let him do his thing because he trusted him like that. And so Chauncey down there, if he oh mismatch, hey so and so. And then we know right away, all right, Tay gonna come through, boom, this and that, boom. And it was it was easy, man. We we were so damn confident, yo. Right. So we're on a plane. First two games. We beat the first game. Second game, um, Cove hit a great shot to get him that dub. So we like, all right, and this back when it was uh two three two. So we on a plane, you know, so Ben, Chauncey, Rip, and Tay, they play cards. And it was a couch just like this. So I'm sitting here, Lindsay Hunter sitting there. So everybody, you know, doing their thing. We just watching them. And then it was all like, it was kind of eerie for real, for real. At the same moment, it was all, we was thinking the same shit. Y'all know we can't go back there, right? Because mm-hmm. if we go back there for six or seven, it's over. y'all know what's going to happen. And that's when we came out for that, uh, for that game three, four, and five. Hey. Just gave him everything we had. Bombarded him, tried to run him out the gym. Then, you know, at the time, uh, Mailman was hurting and all their power forwards was hurting. Oh, and had Matthew Danko on me. Oh, get time, involved. time to cook. Get involved. Hey. <laughs> hey. And it was, um, we had fun though with it, man. We had fun. And when it happened, when that clock read zeros, bro, my life flashed like that. Well, my beginning of my basketball life flashed like that. Took me all the way back from the time I grew up in the streets of Philadelphia at the playground. Boom, coming up in middle school, Simon Grass, all the stuff there, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, the early on in my NBA career, going through all the stuff with the refs and, mm-hmm. you know, the league, all like that. I was like, damn, it don't matter. No, no, it's no. like, we got champs right now. We mm-hmm. on top of the world. We sipping the juice on top of the mountain. And that's how we felt. That's dope. And that's, that's that swagger we were rolling with. That's why I got the belts. Mm-hmm. That's why I got the belts for us, that swagger. And then that next season, everywhere, that's why we all carry the belts to the games. Like, yeah, we the champs. Looked at that shit like wrestling. What the, what the champ do when he come into the wrestling ring? Yeah. That was championship belt. <laughs> <laughs> and and, it's, and it's, it's love because every time, every finals, it just you see it bringing back sweet memories, mm-hmm. and man, it's like that's dope. You are gonna post something, a ring? Oh, I remember this happened. You know, Rip just recently posted something about the little uh, finals for back then. Showed his ring and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like that nostalgia, man. It's it's all awesome. take it right. Mm-hmm. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125-milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Will you celebrate the chip at? At the palace. We stayed at the palace all night. And we oh, didn't leave till like about 9, 10 that next morning. Damn. We was drinking. I lived like about less than a mile from the palace. So, you know, the brothers who indulged in the dro. Yeah. Ran to my crib real quick. Yeah. Boom, bang. Ran back up to the palace. Yeah. And we was grubbing and drinking all night. I ain't take my uniform off. Yeah. All I did was cut my tape off and change my sneakers. I still have my tights, the same blood stains on his jersey, everything. Kept that on there. Headband. Like, y'all was remember in, this. Y'all was in your house with your Detroit Piston uniforms all smoking, and then went back to the palace. I was. I love it. Yeah. Cause it was just our family up right. there all night. Our family and friends, you right. know, people in the organization. I so love it. They already knew. Right. 
what I did. So I was hoping you was gonna tell you lit up in the locker room. That's what I was hoping. But oh no, sir! <laughs> going down like that, like, no, no. He said no, that. sir. Couldn't do that one on him. But I no, I I can't share that one either. Who celebrated the hardest? We all did. The team celebrated hard. We had a motto. Yeah. On and off. We go hard on the court. Mm. We go hard off the court. We had that motto. We just didn't win no championship. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. For that sure. was our motto, though. For sure. For sure. On and off. That that all that next year too. Damn near in every city we went to had a party, <laughs> right? So we in Atlanta. So we all again. That was another team where we all hung out with each other deep, no matter what city. So we in Atlanta, we all went to dinner and we pull up to this club. So it's about four cabs, right? It's before Uber. Yeah, before Uber. Four cabs pull up to this club and we all get out, boom, 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 boom. So Lindsey, first in line. And you know, he's a little pit bull. So he drunk. So. Walking there, security was like, ho, 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 dog. He's like, yeah, you know, you gotta see some ID or something, you know, you gotta check y'all. Y'all can't just walk in like that. He's like, what? What? He's like, man, you know who we is? He's like, look, look at all these cats, you know who we are. He's like, matter of fact, I got my ID right here. Yo, Ra, show him our ID. And just at that time, I had my ring on. So I showed the dude the ring, and Lindsay was like, that's my ID. <laughs> and walked on in the joint. I was like, oh, he was gangster for that. But that's when you're the champ, you know you do right. Yeah, I ain't mad at yeah. it. your way. Yeah. When they put up a statue, what jersey will it be on? Try to pull it. Probably be, it would be uh, Detroit. Detroit. You know, it was um, with us doing what we did there. Offense and defense, you know, shit. We held. You want to chip in Detroit, but you made your hay in Portland. In Portland yeah. yeah. We all did. We all were misfits in one way or another. Right, right. You know, me, Chauncey, Rip, Ben. You know, the only one who was natural on that team was Tay, because that was the team who drafted him. But right. yeah, we all were some somehow, some way a misfit on there. So I, I would think it's Detroit. Mm -hmm. You know, just, just with the love and the effect of the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was awesome. Okay, before we go to that though, because I, I thought it was going to be on there, just t give me your little quick overview of the brawl. Cause ain't nobody never asked you about it. You was there. You, <laughs> I, tell, I tell people all the time, you came and saved me. And people don't know, I was really out there having my, my way in them stands, y'all. I'm telling you. <laughs> I ran through everybody like Bo Jackson. But I'd, uh, even though we had got us in on the court, my brother, Ran up to the stands to make sure I was straight doing all that. So yeah, you know, I got to you know get your so. Side so that was it. wild. You know, it was game. And, and and another thing, a lot of people don't know, y'all were beating that game, beating the shit out of y'all, right? So y'all was only up like 13, 14. <laughs> yeah. So beating the shit out of national, <laughs> national TV was the biggest game of the season. It was the beginning of the y'all just won. Yeah, y'all and and you know y'all just still... beat the shit out of them in the East Conference. I see, I'm saying them because yeah, I wasn't yeah, on the yeah, team. I know then. you weren't part of that team. Yeah, I wasn't part it, of that. That whole bitterness from that, you know, Jermaine it was, smoke. was heated. It was smoke. You know, Jermaine wanted this real bad too. Yeah, it was a lot of. It was all the smoke. Yeah, <laughs> it's facts. It was. Facts. <laughs> and um, but nah, dog. It was. It was. Um, it was magical. It was magical, and I say that because. It was more than basketball at that time when right. I did go up in the stands and get in. Right. That, that's my young fella, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. And 
at the time, I think Stern was pretty adamant about yeah. us going into the stands or, you know, really reacting in a negative way mm -hmm. with the fans. Yeah. So, of course, things happened on the court, right? You know, Ben pushed the soul out of Ron. <laughs> Ron wasn't laid down. I had to get my soul back in me because I felt it. Ooh. <laughs> I felt the push, so I was lost. Ben, and when Ron wasn't laid on the table, you know, the fan threw the joint and all hell broke loose, right? So, but before that, you know, I'm just trying to hold, separate yeah. everybody. Yeah. Like, all right, no, y'all not fucking with my guys. You know, we all friends, so it wasn't like we were naturally really going at them. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if you are going against somebody you don't like, it just go. All that's going to come out. So, the fan threw the joint. Boom. I see Ron, Jack going to stands. Then Jermaine was messing with a fan or something. One of the fans got bold and came on the court. He was doing something over there. I'm like, oh, shit. So I ran in the stands, and that's when you were the first one. You mm -hmm. were closer, because I wanted to grab, try to grab you and Ron. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I was like, damn, that's the last thing these young cats need, because now I was like, boy, going to try to make an example, throw the book mm -hmm. at him. Mm -hmm. You know, you, and, and you swinging and hitting fans. And so, you know, that's the main thing that the NBA- You was connecting, too. I really was having my way, man. I was having my way. I ain't, put, I ain't patting myself on the back. I was I'm having like, my way. I'm, I'm trying to I grab, like, yo, way. come on, let's go. You know, get back in there. Out of all of that, you know, I was the one that didn't get fined. Oh, you Word. Did. I didn't get fined. Out of, out of that whole little malice at the palace, I didn't get fined at all or suspended. The bad guy. Man, the bad guy. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's crazy. But no, I, I, I hated to see that, though. But When you got up there, we all started running back to the court. Man, had to, man. We all looked at you and you got everybody's attention. Everybody started going back to the court. We had to, man. A lot of people said it's lucky that the, the arena was in that part of the city and I not said a different that. part of the city. I said that. Ooh, it would have been all bad. I knew where we was. That was in where the arena at now? Ooh, yeah, there was some dead bodies in there. <laughs> right, yeah, we, and see, and that's another Slow thing. singing and flower like, bringing. Because with us playing there, they was like, um, you know, and in, it was always, and in Detroit, at the Palace, da da da. The palace is in Auburn Hills. Yeah, that ain't Detroit. That's an hour away from Detroit, the yeah. city. Mm -hmm. But like you said, if right now, Little Caesars, if that would have happened there, <laughs> woo, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> for real, man. For yeah, real, that's funny. Would've been cracking, but yeah, it was crazy though, man. That was that was a crazy night man. right there. I got, I had like at least over two hundred text messages. You you could not be here and we not talk about that though. Dog, yeah, that was crazy. No way. <laughs> All right, man, we coming down the home stretch right now. Quick hitters, first thing to come to mind. You plus four players that you play with in your career and your coach, who would that be? What coach would you pick and what four players would you put with you? That's an unfair question. I'm going to be biased for sure. From your team? So, so from the teams you play with? Best five alive. Yeah, he going to say that. It's the best five alive. Until we, and, and that coach is pound for pound. Mm, okay. Larry Brown, the best five alive. Best starting Chauncey, five. Rick, Tay, and myself, ben. and Ben. Mm. And, and there's no disrespect to any of my other teammates because they my brethren, mm -hmm. you know, but I think we felt as though we were at the pinnacle of of our of our craft right there and mm -hmm. couldn't nobody in the world touch us. That's why, you know, we coined ourselves, nicknamed that for the best five alive. Yeah. Because we felt we were that, that tight knit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As long as we suspended. <laughs> <laughs> One night in Vegas, all expenses paid. Three, give me three people you go, you rocking with. Mm. All no, no, expenses no. paid now. Do That's whatever. Big. We don't hear that often. Uh, I, I don't know. I got to think some party animals, bro. <laughs> and you know them. 
I done played with some party animals. I don't know, bro. That's ooh, ooh, cause cause a cause a lot a lot can go on. <laughs> I mean, you talking about back in the drinking days or just the smoking days? Or just or, all, all expenses paid. Your dog. best times. So that'd be all Damn, of the above. Y'all gave me that question before I came on. Um, <laughs> thought of, Rasheed Wallace's greatest hits in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, for sure, I had to bring my young fella out here. My young fella, Bonds. Oh, no question. Bonds, Bonds would be there. And that I, would, was the, I would have to say my man, Gary Trent. Hating ass Bonds, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that. Gary Trent, senior. Bonds, senior. Hater. He's a hater. Um, I hate Bonds. Wow, who would be? <laughs> That's tough. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to it. Yeah, got to. <laughs> what album can you listen to with no skips? R&B or rap? Whatever you want. Something you can listen to with no um, skips. Yeah, because you know he he a different type of dude That's with okay. his music, dog. Yeah, he different with his music. He listen to everything, dog. Um, R&B, it don't matter. It could be uh, it could be Mary. It could be some Erica Badu. The the 90s Mary, early Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when she was going through some, some shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can feel that pain. 411. Mary. That whole album. Yeah. Um, that... Um, Tribe Called Quest, first two mm-hmm. albums, as far as hip-hop go. Red Man, What The Album. Oh, jeez. Um, you gonna be all over this. R&B. I can go with uh, Tweet. I like Ooh. the artist Tweet, her first she album, oh, uh, Southern Hummingbird. Yeah. I could go dope. through that all the way through. Jasmine Sullivan. Of course, Wu-Tang. Give me, a, give me that double CD. Yeah. I could do that all the way through. D'Angelo. What First album, Brown Sugar. That 36 Chambers? Forever? Forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. forever. And D'Angelo, that uh, that Brown Sugar album. Mm-hmm. Go with a little bit of Ike and Tina. <laughs> I mean... To bring no, it back. You gonna bring it back man, on them, huh? I, I, hey, like he said, I'm, I'm across the range, <laughs> That's why I said I don't know why you asked him yeah, that, though. that one all day right there. <laughs> Piece of advice you would give your younger self? Calm the fuck down. Mm. Word. When you feel like that kicked in? You know... When I started having kids. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at, at that point, to be honest, I looked at it as now I'm not living for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm living for them. So now um, some of the things my mom was saying about me being careful in the streets and all that, you all know, it's not in. just you being safe, but you also got to protect your family name. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would just say probably calm down. Um, and it was because I started a family young. And that that changed my view on a whole lot of things with life. Again, started wearing seatbelts, started caring about mm-hmm. where I went, who I was seen with, what mm-hmm. I was doing, um, to make sure that I didn't bring embarrassment. And it happened one time, and I, I felt the wrath from my wife and my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when Damon and I got caught up in that uh, whole little uh, shit coming back from Seattle mm-hmm. and a little speeding ticket. And um, so... Cop let us go. He had us out there for an hour. You know, what happened? The Break it down for those that don't know. What happened? Well, this back when Seattle, um, Sonics were uh, had a professional team, so Portland was only two hours away. So you know, coach let us ride back. Those who wanted to drive back, they let them ride back on the bus. I mean, excuse me, on your own, like we did when we played set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's me, Damon, and he got his homie driving, driving, and um, so you know, we boom, 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 and. Bang a J, bang a J. I bang a J, he bang a J, and boom, that's it. 
So we riding down, enjoying music, talking shit. And, you know, he told him, like, slow down a little bit. But at that same time, that's when the cop nabbed mm. us. So, you know, he had us out there for a while. He was like, man, I, I smell the marijuana. Where's the drugs? He was like, hey, dog, we ain't got nothing. Like, you late. Like, <laughs> like if you would have popped us maybe like 15, 20 minutes ago, you could have. Yeah. But, like, we ain't had nothing. You late. So he brought the dogs out. He brought, like, two, three more cruisers out. Who rides by us? The team bus. The fucking team bus, <laughs> And I'm like, damn, that's... Damn. <laughs> right? So, of course, we still out there afterwards. You know, there's nothing they could do. Mm -hmm. So Did they stop or keep it moving? They had to keep it moving. <laughs> what could they do? I'm <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> you know, you had all the other players right. on there. Now right. they could, so, you know, of course, you know, they called us mm -hmm. and stuff. But, so... We riding home, the cop let us go and everything. We riding home, and Big's like, yo, you think this joint going going make, you know, sports center and all that? I'm like, dog, I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. No, it's a speeding ticket. I'm like, what the hell? So I go home, I'm asleep, you know. I wake up to some heat. Like, I'm like, yo, what? What 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 I do? What I do? What happened? What happened last night? What you mean? What happened last night on your drive back from Seattle? I'm like, nothing. We got a speeding ticket. What? She turned the TV on. That shit was all over Sports Center. Mm. And they made it seem like, you know, we had weed in the car and all of that, but it wasn't no weed in the car. You know, like, like I said, he had a J, I had a J, and it was already smoked. It was in there. So y'all know how the pre-rolls go. They're gone. That's, it's gone. And it's not like we was traveling with a, an abundance. You know, we knew how it was coming mm -hmm. on that ride. Mm -hmm. So... I'm like, man, I don't know. Ain't nothing happened and this and that. So my wife got it. At the time I was married, my wife got it from, you know, some of her friends locally. And then my kids got it at school. So, you know, it was the other kids, you know, oh, your dad's on drugs and all of that. So my kids coming home to me, you know, asking mm -hmm. and crying and this and that. So, mm -hmm. you know, hey, I never beat around a bush with my kids. Right. right? So I told them, what it was, and from there on, it was like, okay. Mm, but the, that's the only time, like the technical stuff on the court, I don't care about that. They mm -hmm. see that. They watch that right. on TV with basketball mm -hmm. all the time. But no, nah, you never want to bring nothing home to, right, to, the to embarrass your family. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would tell my younger self. Yeah. If you could have one guest on All the Smoke, who would it be? But you have to help us get your answer on the show. But Zeke. Good. Who? Zeke. He knows who Zeke is. Zeke. So Zeke is a brother of mine from Detroit. Mm -hmm. Amazing brother. To me, he he's probably modern day uh Huey P. Newton mm -hmm. in that in that form. What he does for the community and all around the country, man. Uh he got a he got a a, a company called New Era. And they got uh, uh chapters in every, almost every uh state in our country, and they just go back, go uh, give back and go to communities, mm -hmm. especially the communities where they're doing a lot of killing that. I'm talking about they show up with U-Haul full of stuff, and it's their own money, too. So I think Zeke definitely deserves a platform mm. and, and flowers and, at the same time. And we time. got we got history together, too. Yeah, we didn't been in the Brother streets, Jack man. came up the Flint with me to uh, pass out goods for the families and the mm -hmm. people. 
we, we, you know, we going door to door and all we hear is some chanting and we see a lot of brothers and sisters walking by, you know, in all black. They got two U-Hauls and we like, damn, who that? And, you know, throughout our courses, Cross we paths. ended up crossing paths through the neighborhoods doing the same things. And, you know, we just been cool with Brother Zeke since then. And again, the brothers and sisters at New Era Detroit, they, Amazing. they do a lot of, a lot of great things for the community. And man, that's what it's about, man. It's, it's about these babies right here, man. Mm -hmm. and, and, and why you say that? Because he started me on that mission to give back. You know, we talking about Flint. Zeke, what Zeke doing, dog? It's just amazing that he doing it out of his own pocket. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He not rich by no type of means. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, they have a DJ, so it's just it's just a whole vibe. So like I said, that's Zeke is a dope person to have. Gotta find him. Yes, sir. Well, she man, we appreciate your time. For sure, man. Love you guys, man. No doubt. Man, that's a wrap. Brethren. Out here in Las Vegas, the legend suite with it our is. brother, the one and only Rasheed Wallace, man. You can catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. We'll see y'all next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.